Doing Epic Stuff podcast with your host, Mike Johan. Together we'll explore the stories and journeys of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Jose Raimundo is the personification of true startup bootstrapping. At 16 years of age, armed with a wood plane and a copy of John Carper's Shaping 101, Jose created his first ever surfboard. That surfboard lasted just three surfs. Thankfully, Jose's passion for surfing and the exploration of surfboard craftsmanship was made of much, much sturdier stuff. He's the founder of custom surfcraft brand Nothing Surfcrafts and making a name for himself as a true innovator in surfboard design. Gaining international interest and local craftsman hero status in the process. A chance encounter in a tiny surf store in Sesimbra, Portugal, led me to an introduction with Jose and ultimately a six and a half hour cross Algarve dash in a clapped out rental Hyundai to pick up my first ever custom surfboard directly shaped and given to me by the man himself. All within a 10 day window, I may add, when typically that's probably a four to six week process. As Jose so succinctly put it himself, Mike, I only did it because you insisted so much. (laughs) I caught up with Jose when a snap decision to head to Bali, Indonesia in 2018 coincided with Jose's own travel plans. This seemingly serendipitous catch-up allowed me to delve further into the story of how a young Portuguese kid on a trajectory to football stardom instead ended up making a name for himself as a purveyor of surfboard craftsmanship and a surf craft design trendsetter. Without further ado, this is the Doing Epic Stuff podcast featuring Jose Raimundo. Okay, so we have Jose Raimundo. Yeah, right. Surfboard craftsman. Yeah. As opposed to Schaefer, and he's going to explain that a little bit more uh, in a little bit more detail in a bit. Jose is from Portugal, from the town of Sesimbra. Sesimbra. Born yeah. and bred. Yeah. Yep, cool. Um, and Jose and I met whilst I was in Portugal, uh, traveling along from uh, Lisbon down to the sort of towards the, the south. On my way to Sagres, which is Algarve. Yeah, towards down the Algarve, towards the most southern tip of Europe, I yeah. believe the Sagres is, which also happens to be some of the best surf at that time of year. Yeah, really. And I was looking for a surfboard to take with me on my travels, and I'd actually had in the back of my mind before I left Australia, I was thinking I'd love to get like a a, a, a non big name, uh, big brand board, something produced by an independent custom sort of shaper um, and being in Sesimbra, a little town um, which was kind of towards the start of my journey, I came across a tiny little surf store. I think there's only two in the town or maybe one. Yeah, maybe one maybe. only. Yeah. Yeah, Safari Surf Shop. Yeah, that was yeah. the one. <laughs> that, that's the name. So I went into Safari Surf Shop and I was looking around and I kind of, I had very low hopes. I thought, I can see there's like four boards in the back. And this dude's selling like surf, sh- like shoes and clothing mainly. Yeah. And then I went and had a look at the boards and there were some really nice, like one or two really nice shapes there. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I asked the gentleman about the shaper and in, in his sort of quite good English, he explained that it was a local guy, Jose, and um, that I could get in touch with him and he does custom boards. And yeah. I thought, wow, this is crazy. You know, what are the odds of this? So through Facebook, I think I had to yeah, contact Facebook. you. Facebook. 
I sort of introduced myself and uh, and I didn't want to make the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I I had said to to Jose, I'm leaving in like ten days. Yeah. And I hadn't even thought about how insane it is to to force you to try and make a, a custom board that quickly. I think to make it in a month would be acceptable. Yeah. Um, it's a normal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, ten days will be a rush for me crazy. because I were I were I was making my my factory also yes. and I and I was making the last batch of surfboards because I I wanted to close the factory and then remodeling all all the the, the place mm -hmm. and then start this new brand the the nothing surfcraft brand. And yeah, you you came and you <laughs> asked me for a board in ten days. I was doing like walls and making surfboards, and and I simply can't do it. And I told you that. Yeah, yeah, right. you did. And then you accepted it because basically, I I gave a top line overview as to what I thought I needed, and Jose kind of helped me direct. And at some point, you kind of just accepted it and said, "Yeah, look, yeah, I can I can do this." Um, I, I thought even if it, even if I had to leave Portugal before the board was ready, I could ship it maybe. So yeah, it will be cost a little more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but for a custom board, you don't worry so yeah, much about, okay. about these things. But uh, long story short, Jose met the deadline. I ended up driving three and a half hours from Sagres back to Sesimbra to pick up the board. Uh, I met Jose in a little car park. I'd never seen his face, so I didn't even know yeah. what the dude looked like. Yeah. Uh, pulled up in this little car park by the beach, and Jose jumped down. He's like, "Hey, man! Hey, Mike! How you going?" Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this guy seems like a nice dude." Yeah. And uh, yeah, we had a look at the board, and it just to me, like, I've never had a custom before, and, and I remember just this feeling of like, "Wow, what a beautiful looking board!" I'm like, I don't even know if I want to surf it because it just <laughs> it just looks so beautiful and clean and hot off the press, and he like. The fin, the, the fin plugs were just perfect and the shape was beautiful. And uh, yeah, we chatted for a couple of minutes and then Jose back in his car, back to the, to the warehouse and me back in a three and a half hour drive straight back up. to Sagres. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a big trip. It was a great experience to shape a board for, for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. no, really, because I'm not used to shape a board for, um, for uh, foreigners, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. almost like uh, local guys and such. Yes. Friends of mine, and I have a few team riders that they're, they're surfing good, mm -hmm. but other than that, I'm not used to be an international, you know. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, first, like one of the first sort of international orders for someone who's come in, found you, and yeah. wanted a board from like, uh, and particularly appreciates like a custom approach. I, to I it. only did your board because you insisted so much, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the, it's the truth, you know, because I. I, I I realized that you really wanted the board, so uh -huh. I I had to do it. You know, I had to do it. I like to have a customer that really wants a board mm. that doesn't bargains you about the price. Oh yeah, none of know? that. No, like if if it's a craftsman, I feel like what they charge is what they charge. Yeah, yeah. mass produced shit. Yeah, I'll try and bargain it. Yeah. Like if you want to be paid thousand dollars for a, a big brand shape, I'll try and get it for eight fifty. No yeah. doubt. And I know that the margin in those things, I can pay 850 and you're still getting a good ass deal. Yeah. But for custom, you know, bespoke, as we say. It's a matter of respect, I think. I think so. Yeah. It's yeah. respecting the craftsman and, 
And you know, a I do believe that for truly custom projects, a little bit of the, the producer, the craftsman is in that project. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. And I'm, I'm greatly appreciative that I got the board. Still haven't surfed it, can you believe? <laughs> it's sitting in Ireland at the moment, yeah. uh, waiting to get shipped back to Australia. So hopefully by the time I get back, I'll be able to paddle out in this uh, beautiful custom board, yeah, which yeah, I've been thinking best. about for, for months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me, Jose, how did you discover your passion for surfboard craftsmanship and I guess surfing in general? Yeah. So where did it come from? Like, is it, is this something, have you always surfed? Uh, what's... Oh man, uh, I read, I only started to surf like when I was 16, I think. Mm -hmm. And by that time I was playing soccer as well. Ah, you so, mentioned yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, I told you that. And I was like in the summertime, because I did not do surf in the winter by that time, you know, only in summertime. But in summertime I was playing soccer and I, and I was surfing all day. So I was like in the beach and then I grabbed a bike, went to the soccer field to, to practice, you know, and I was like tired. The, the soccer uh, trainment was like uh, two hours running and... Yeah, soccer it's it's exhausting yeah. sport. And so one time I went to speak with my, my coach and I simply said to him that I, I couldn't do that anymore. Mm. I prefer to surf. Very <laughs> <instead laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, my dad went crazy. Oh, did he? Yeah, because in Portugal we have a lot of tradition in, in football. You know? Oh, you guys are... You know, we the, are the, the best. The best. The most yeah. passionate, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Spanish. The, the Spanish guys are good too, or mm. Argentina. The Latinos in general are very good in, in football. Yes. Um, yeah, but my dad went really, <laughs> really crazy about it. Uh, but <laughs> I was stubborn, you know? I simply didn't want to do that anymore. So mm. I quit. Uh, and you start surfing? Yeah, I, I start surfing like every day. Right, right. At 16. Was, what was the intention from the surfing? Were you just surfing because you love it? And yeah. You're like, man, I'm just going to surf. I just love surfing. Yeah. Did you, like that. Did your dad think that you might be good enough at football to become a football player, professional? Yes, yes because I already um, were in, a, how do you say, the street level selection was, a, it's a press selection to the national team. Okay, so you yeah. were like heading towards elite level at that age. Yeah, and in my club I was maybe one of the best, you know, and my, and my dad uh, knew that, mm. you know, and my dad is really passionate about football as well, <laughs> so he really wanted to have a, a son playing well football, you know, yeah. and yeah, that was happening, my dad, yeah, went a little... Oh, not super pleased yeah, about not super Jose's pleased. <laughs> direction. But it turned out right. Yeah, yeah he accepted uh, like two years later. <laughs> yeah, but my dad, my, my parents all, always supported me in, in this way. The way I choose, the path I choose. You okay, know? that was supportive. It was not easy, I have to be frank. Mm -hmm. It was not easy, but yeah, they could share my vision, mm -hmm. right? Um, after I quit the football, I went to, I was 16, so I ended my, it's not college, it's before college, uh, uh, mid-school, 
Yeah, we would say high school. Yeah, high school. Yeah, all right. High school. I finished. I finished high school, and I went to to college, to science college. Yeah, I, I made like one and a half year, mm-hmm. and then I decided, all right, that's enough for me. I want to surf all day, mm-hmm. right? And by that time, I already, I already was doing like one or two surfboards for my friends, you know. So how did you, how did you even get to the point of being able to produce a surfboard? I don't know, man. It like was, that's a big step, and I think people, I can't even fathom how you start, but I cannot define a moment, you know. Mm. It's it was like a, a natural thing, mm. but I think uh, I did not have the money, enough money to buy a JS or a Chili mm. or. Or even a Portuguese branded surfboard. Right. You know, I didn't have that kind of money. I have the, the money, I'm not poor, all right? But I wouldn't spend it on a surfboard, mm-hmm. all right? Because mm-hmm. there's even, there's, there's no uh, relativity, uh, am I saying this right? If you pay $1,000 in Australia for a surfboard, you will pay the equivalent of $1,000 in Portugal or $1,000 yeah. in Bali, which was a surprise to me here. Yeah. The boards aren't any cheaper, even though yeah. they're produced in Indonesia, which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, For me, it was a start, you know, because I wanted to surf. I only had one surfboard that was way big for me, you know, and I, I felt that I had to change. And I was like, fuck it, I want, I want a new board, mm. you know? <laughs> if, if I cannot buy it, I will make one for me, all right? And that, that was a, a natural step for me. So I, I didn't think about too much. I simply did a surfboard, right, for me. And I break the surfboard like in three days. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to do another one. All right. This time a better one. How did you, sh- how did you make a surfboard? How, did, how does one make his first surfboard? Dude, I grab a planner. I, I saw a lot of... Uh, I saw um, John Carper 101 video about shaping. <laughs> jump on the internet thing. Yeah. How do I make surfboard? Yeah. It was almost like that. Yeah. Yeah, did a lot of research in the internet. I think it's an amazing thing that you can have access to everything you want. Incredible. Incredible. It's awesome. So I searched for a video, all right? And I stumbled with the 101 John Carper shaping surfboard. And I saw the video like a million times. <laughs> really, I'm not joking. Yeah. Like Just every day again, again, and my girlfriend knows, I was seeing the video all of the time back for back for because um, there are so many details on things mm-hmm. because one guy can say to you okay plane like that and you plane it and the result is not the same all right you have to tilt the machine you have to etc so much detail on making a surfboard all right and even to be a hand shaped surfboard a surfboard shaper you have to do it. There's so much little things you have to know. You have to feel with your hands. And I was trying to capture this by my eyes with the John Carper video. It was like a lifesaver for me. Mm. You know, I saw this video like a million times over <laughs> and over and over to see like how's, how, do, how do they planning? How do they blessing? Do they make like this or do they make like this? Mm. You know? 
things that you cannot explain to the other person. It's just seeing. So you, see. you did the entire board yourself. So you were explaining yeah. to me before that when you refer to a shaper, shaping's one element of the surfboard, uh, which is you know, literally defining the shape, I yeah. guess you would say. And then you have a specialist who might do the glassing and someone who might also do XYZ. So you had to, from the start, you were learning to craft, which is everything, the whole yeah. bit, uh, which is not necessarily something that everybody does. Am I correct? No. It's kind I of think more this of a day, rarity. These days, I think um, not everyone is interesting, interesting in learning all the process, you know, because mm -hmm. the surfboard turned turn to be like a, a business like another one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a business, you know. In these days, surfboard industry is a business, like other, like other business, like you have a cafe or something. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to make money to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, and you have to produce, produce, produce. All right, and you don't have the time to learning. Mm -hmm. All right, because surfboard, the surfboard crafting uh, involves a lot of time. Mm -hmm. All right, and when you have shaping a surfboard and glassing a surfboard and sanding a surfboard uh, putting the putting the plugs in mm. all right it's like four worlds f apart from each other yes all right yeah, yeah. you mm. have to learn each one of of the um, of the processes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right but when you know them well enough you will see that they are all together all right mm. They are apart, but in the end of the day, they have to function like one, all right? So that's the challenge. You have to be good enough, a good crafter, to make a board function like one piece, mm. all right? So all the elements have to complement yeah. each other. And right. do, you, do you think there's a benefit from having all those elements come from one brain yeah. versus four brains trying to put those elements together if you know if and if you work the people long enough to act like one brain mm. for me that's perfect yeah right because less less pressure less demand yeah. and you just focus on this bit. yeah but uh this is almost impossible you know <laughs> because people think differently from each other yes. right yes 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 it's not impossible but it's it's almost to have four people working in one surfboard and things came out perfect or uh, when you have a, an in, a factory you, you have the shaper that it's the the main brain almost mm -hmm. and then you have the glasser it's the same level of mastery mm -hmm. you know but they are like um, they are not as as value how do you say as um, there's not as much prestige in it. Yes, yeah, right. people, people don't perceive the glasser yeah. as like, wow, there's this guy. He's they the only see the brother. shaper. Wow, he's a shaper. He's a, no. Yeah, when I think of surfboards, I think in shaping. I think shaping. You know, that's the that's the language we use. So much dude behind. So yeah. much. So many. You know, you mm -hmm. have the glasser. You have the um, the fin plug uh, man. You have the sender. Each one of of uh, person can spoil a surfboard right all right so they have to work in accord to the shaper to the glasser to the sander they have to meet mm -hmm. well all right they have to fit all together gotcha. and 
to be only one person to do that, I think it's easier because you don't have to talk with anybody, you don't have to explain nothing to anybody, mm -hmm. all right? But you have to have a lot of time involved, all right? Yeah, it's a, there's a lot of processes there. Yeah, that it's so different from each other. Yeah, you know? okay. And was, did you seek out professional employment in surfboard, yeah. a craftsmanship to start with, and did you do that at all? Or did you go, look, I'm going straight into my own thing? No, uh, at the first, uh, at the beginning, I started to do my surfboards and selling, mm -hmm. most for friends, they were buying the surfboards. Hmm. And That's great. yeah, they supported me for a while. And then right? you know you've got something worth selling, when yeah. you can sell something and yeah, you made to go, this is good. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. I can live with this, yes, you know? yes. I can support my family with this, mm. right? This is the greatest feeling in the world. Mm. Right? Self-sufficient, it's yeah. good. Mm. Yeah, it's super cool. Maybe the best feelings that I had in my life so far. Mm. Uh, yeah, but then I seek for a professional employment, right? And I grabbed a job um, in Mata Factory. Mm -hmm. You know Mata. Mata Factories. He was doing boards for Super Brand at that time. Ah, oh, okay. Super oh. Brand Europe. Yeah, okay. I yeah. know that. And I was a ghost shaper for right. Super Brand during. So it's like, like a, it's like a ghost writer in hip hop. Yeah. They take the credit, and you're writing the super dope lyrics. Yeah, but for me that's fine, you know, <laughs> because I was doing what I love. Yes, you know, yes. You're still was, doing what you I love. I was trying to be better you. every day, mm. you know, and that was an, an extremely important opportunity for me. Mm. You know, working with Mata was super important for me mm. to grow up, to see new things. You know, I was like this, and in six months I was like this. Mm. Six months only. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, and then Superbrand uh, dropped out from our factory. And Mata started started his own brand. Right. All right. And then I worked with Mata also, like more two and a half years or so, a little less, but almost like that. And yeah, and I grew up even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I dropped out. I, f I felt like it was the time was was time to to leave. And then I did the nothing surfcraft brand. So when I got. When you shaped a board for me, that was the old brand, or that was nothing. I can't even. Remember. No, it was the old brand. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was. Just it was, the tail end of you being there, basically. You were just yeah, going into your. I was own just closing the big brand. Big step, man. Like yeah. I got you just the right time. That's the, yeah. or just the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's only a brand, you know. I don't yeah. see surfboards as a brand. I see it as a, a a craft, mm. you know. Uh, and meanwhile, I was doing boards without logos. Right, blanks, right. we say. Yeah, blanks, completely br blanks, because I, I was focused on the surfboard, not on the brand. Right, you know? right. And that's exploring the passion, basically. Really. Seeing what you can do. Yeah, I really want to do surfboards. I don't want to, to have a brand, I want to make a surfboard. Mm. You know, the brand is only a, a vehicle to sell it. Mm. No, you have to have a stamp on things mm -hmm. to sell. Because mm -hmm. you can have a Paisel or Almeric if it hasn't the, the, the stamp, the logo, it, it's not the same surfboard. Mm. You know? And it's amazing the, the, the value that is in a brand. 
in that exactly. you know, people are buying these boards off the off the rack as you as you said before you go in and you buy a Pizel or an Almeric for uh, you know the production cost of that yeah and the margin of that product yeah. is is way out of whack whack like yeah. I can't even guess at what the the cost of materials and time is that a board comes out but I would say that the margins they're making are significant yeah uh, on those purchases so there there is a point where I guess anything you produce does need a brand because that brand in itself is the it's the reputation exactly it's, it's the awareness uh, it's, it's the way people identify yeah. your craftsmanship yeah. and can talk about it, for example. Yeah, um, I think it's the main goal to, to you, uh, you can explain to other people what's inside of the surfboard. Not, not only the look of the surfboard, yeah, yeah, but the yeah, engine yeah. of the surfboard, you yeah. know? Yeah. And for that you have to be the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the knowledge came, comes with time and experience, not with the logo, mm -hmm. alright? So that is the truth. The truth is, it's not a logo. It's mm. knowledge, mm. you know. But again, it comes with time. You have to, you have to wait. You have to work a lot. You know, mostly work. <laughs> That's yeah. the main thing. Work it's a just lot. Grinding, as people fail, say, like you just success, do. You know, yep. you have to fail a lot. Yeah, I failed a lot. Yeah, yep. I, I think anyone that I've really ever spoken to who started their own business, including me, I ran my own business for maybe four years in, in like digital marketing and this project management stuff. Failure is is like the, the most key. important. Yeah. I, it's everything. You you if you got into business without a, an accepting accepting that you're going to fail multiple times, you're going to be end up frustrated and it's, I just say don't bother. Just don't bother because it, it is yeah. it's an exercise in how much how long you can run a marathon. That's yeah. what that's what running a business is. Yeah. How far can you run? How much shit can you take? And yeah. it's the people who are willing to take it and keep going and keep going and keep going and just go, no, no, I've got a goal, I've got a vision. Dude, for me, I don't have other options, you know, so I have to keep going. Yeah. All right? That's, You're invested in it yeah. emotionally as I'm, well, I think. I'm, I'm not seeing for other options. I'm not seeking for other options. I only, I'm only seeing one path, mm. you know, and I'm trying to make it real, mm. right? It's real for me right now, mm. but I wanted to make it last for the rest of my life. You know, because in Portugal it's it's difficult to be uh, to support your family doing surfboards. Still, yes, yeah. You, you mentioned the other day that uh, there is a, a, a mentality of big brand. So yeah. Portuguese kids, um, and I guess Australia is very similar in that way too. In a lot of ways, is that we we love the American culture and we're very. Um, interested in American big brands, not just American, but there's some sort of prestige about these big brands. Yeah. Um, and especially because you see the big surfers on big scales uh, and the global scenes, you know, a lot of them are surfing the same brands. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it, it's, it's a challenge, as you've said, it's a challenge to get traction in your local market, being yeah. an independent, especially because, and this is just me kind of assuming, that the knowledge of craftsmanship and the value of that, that only appeals to a certain audience. Yeah. And the certain audience are probably not the mass market. No. The, the mass for market sure. wants to buy the brand. The the people who really want to understand and get deeper into into understanding something or they're buying local surfing, local brands. They they go looking for a craftsman. Yeah, you have you to know? dig deeper. You know, deeper than the store. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but. 
I give the, I give the big brands credit because they know what they're doing because they they have awesome shapers behind you know like Paisel, Chile, all the big brands they have um, a well constructed car that comes from the shaper you know so what I criticize it's not the 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 shaper itself it's what's around the the industry you mm -hmm. know. It's the um, China-made surfboards, mm -hmm. Taiwan-made surfboards, and I don't want to be specific, but when you take off the glass, you can see really what's going on on this the surfboard. This is like going to the dentist and yeah. getting your filling done, and then not realizing until two years later that they fucked yeah. it up. And you go, what? The dentist goes, what did this dude do? There's no cement. Yeah. He used he used putty instead of yeah. instead of like you know yeah. ceramic grade teeth. And yeah. these dudes they pay eight hundred bucks get a, a rip off. Yeah, but, but people they are people are not aware of that. Mm. All right, until it breaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so until it, it breaks. <laughs> so, but until then, yeah, the, the people only want to have the logo, and the rest is its logo. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. This works so well. Yeah. It's a. It's a. XPTO board or whatever. This technology is in here. I know it's good. Yeah, sort of stuff. it's a mental thing, uh -huh. I, I think. But um, I think in America things are starting to change because you have so much good shapers, good craftsmen uh, doing the opposite job. And I can get, can give you the example of uh, Chris Christensen, mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Griffin. Uh, much more uh, in Hawaii you have um, Kazuma mm -hmm. Matt Kinoshita mm -hmm. for me it's like the pinnacle of surfboard shapers so these, these guys would you say people like that give you a um, uh, something to aim for in terms of the way yeah, uh, yeah. This, this they are the real thing you know yeah, for okay. me for me, the real thing, I, I, I don't want to be like a Chile. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. They have their spot on the market, but I'm not looking towards the market. I'm looking towards the knowledge, all right? And um, being such, uh, I want to be like a Kazuma rather than a Chile, you know? Mm -hmm. Because Kazuma knows to, to shape, to glass to sand, to polish, they, he knows to do everything in perfectly, you know? Mm. And there's a particular audience, yeah. such as yourself, who yeah. wants that product, yeah. who wants this. I would pay more for a Kazuma than for a whatever brand, you name it, mm. alright? Sp speaking of brands, let's talk about nothing. Yeah. Which, uh, tell me about the brand, why is it, why is it called nothing? Yeah. So. Uh, nothing it's it's really that it's nothing you know because I was doing boards without any logo alright so I was concentrated on a surfboard the technical aspects of surfboard you know rocker foils rails everything and I wanted to work alright and I want to have my own vision and I don't want the people to look for a, a logo alright I want 
to educate people to look for a surfboard. Mm, this is interesting. Right. I like it. So part of it is kind of it's kind of like an anti-brand. Yeah, it's, it's like, almost that. It's like if you go to uh, a cosmetics, um, or you go and buy cosmetics, and there's and there's one product which stands out, which is super super minimal, right? It's yep. almost like a clean skin. Yeah. People seek them out because they've got you know less less of the harsh chemicals, less bullshit. It's just the good stuff. Yeah, kind of I thing, want just know? the orb. Right, right. That's no, the no, no, no fluff, as yeah. we say, marketing bullshit. Yeah, which is like that's the goal. Yeah. So that's why the logo. That's why I show really... the logo while we're talking yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, that's why the minimal logo, you know? Which I like a lot, but yeah. I think it's cool. It has to be remodeled, but for now it's okay, mm. you know? But yeah, the word, the, the logo itself has this goal, you know? To educate the people to look for the surfboard and not for the logo, right? You have quite a nice signature. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I feel like if anyone's gonna be a surfboard craftsman, they have to have a kick-ass signature. Yeah, mine is not is not as beautiful, <laughs> but it's okay, I think. So, in terms of, of a like a vision or like a mission for the for the the nothing brand, you wanna would I be right in saying you can't you wanna be a self-sufficient um, uh, brand which stands for uh, I guess premium. Uh, yeah, I, I will not call it premium because it's too cocky, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the real thing, alright? Mm. I want the real thing. I, I don't want to, my boards to look awesome and then they don't, they don't ride like I want it. It's like no gimmicks, almost. Yes, yeah. It's like you're gonna just get a kick-ass surfboard, nothing I just else. want an <laughs> awesome surfboard. I don't uh. want nothing more, alright? From how have you found the process of, of supporting yourself being a small business owner? Uh, I think we touched on this to start with, and this is something that I found really difficult myself. Yeah. Is how do you manage the cash flow for a business like this? Is it is it a challenge? Is it the hardest thing about it? Have you had to supplement it? I was working cafe jobs on the weekend, so I do oh, five days a week yeah. work cafe two days a week. That's that's Crazy the problem shit. that I have. So. Because I'm a small business, you know, mm. and I have to support my family, mm. you know, so I have to balance the two things. I have a, a, a little money to invest in the, in the, in the brand, yes. and then the rest of the money has to be uh, for my family, all right? Mm -hmm. But um, most of the, the money that comes, uh, comes from the clients, all right? I don't do stock, all right? I don't do stock boards. I only do almost customs, hmm. right? So I don't invest that much in blanks, in resin, in fiberglass, all right? So when you ask me for a board, I will buy the, the, the material, <laughs> all right? Yeah. All right, unit by unit, and then I build the board. It's not the best way to do it, all right? Because we will pay Cost. more. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's the only way. Right. I have a little stock, I have like two rolls or three of fiberglass, like a one, it's not a gallon, it's like 25 gallon liters of um, resin, mm. alright, and then I start from there. When you want a surfboard, I order uh, thin plugs, uh, I order the blank, and I do the board. I only have resin and fiberglass, so not much money invested, mm. alright. So I think that's the key, you know? 
and other other brands are doing this you know stock is bad it's made it's literally made to order exactly it's other than the the most basic compounds you can have exactly you get the ingredients when when you need when there's yeah when they order the big mac yeah you get all the bits i think it's the for small business i think it's for the best mm. you know when you started to have more flow of orders yeah you can do more stock to be more comfortable on your business you know only for that mm. you know yeah but, that makes sense yeah um how have you from a mental viewpoint geez that's a Big ant, look at that little yeah. guy. And it stings as well. Yeah, they make, I picked one up the other day and it makes clicking sounds. Okay. Really? Yeah, for real, don't bite the shit. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I use, like, uh, you know, everyone gets stressed, life can be stressful. Yeah. I love like mountain biking, adventure sports, all that sort of stuff. But the other things I kind of do to, to kind of keep myself grounded and not just think about all this crazy shit every day and get caught up in stuff, I do a bit of meditation and a little bit of yoga maybe time to time. Um, surfing itself is an awesome, just like yeah. relaxation. Is there anything that you in particular, do you have a routine when you get up? Is there anything that you, because as a small business owner, you can, you can stress yourself out every second of every day. You can yeah. stay up and work every night, every yeah. day. But you, you learn very quickly that that will kill you. You can't do that. Yeah. So I'm still learning that. Yeah, and you, and you will. And to a certain extent, you, you will work harder than, than other people who are in yeah. salary jobs. Yeah. It's just an accepting... It's part of following your passion in a, yeah. in a commercial sense. Um, but is there anything that you think you do which sets you apart, which allows you to keep doing what you're doing, even though you've got this monkey on your back saying, hey, man, we need to make some mad cash soon. Like, what's up? So what do you do? Dude, I, as I said, I'm still learning that. And I'm mid-learning, all right? Mm. So what I really like to do is wake up in the morning, wake up in the morning, go to the beach, surf. <laughs> That's all right? a good start already. Then, I'm like, envious. Yeah. <laughs> so my treatment for that, for that learning is that, okay? I wake up, go to the beach, surf, work, house, sleep, all right? Over and over. I'm still learning, mm. but for me, now is like that. I have mm. to surf a lot. As I said, uh, if you don't surf and you're a surfboard shaper, or it, it's not worth it. You know, yeah. you have to surf. You know, it's it just it seems like common sense, but these things happen. You get people yeah. producing yeah. things who have no passion for it themselves. I, I wouldn't say that they don't have the passion, but I mm. think they don't have the time to really do the what what they like what they right? really want to do yeah because if you're doing surfboards <laughs> yeah. you have to surf you know mm. you're not simply doing surfboards mm. you're doing surf when i'm shaping a surfboard i'm thinking in surfing i'm not only thinking about this uh, width of the surfboard right. i'm it takes thinking you out of how it rides yes, right yeah. and i ima imagine myself riding yeah. right so for me when i do a surfboard i have to surf all right so it's it's a natural thing for me and it's a, a medicine yeah the only medicine that i that i uh, take now it's surfing and oh. strong portuguese coffee yeah <laughs> <laughs> which uh, i feel like everyone in portugal has that medicine yeah has to be you have to wake <laughs> up you know you have to wake up so one strong coffee because that shit is rocket fuel so yeah you know i get that best coffee in the world 
for sure. <laughs> and have you have you got any particular um, uh, software tools, or are you using how are you using the internet to, to help you do things? Is there anything in particular? I remember we talked on you. Uh, we've talked about your social media, yeah. and at the moment you're doing way too much shit, in my opinion. Like yeah. you're doing too many things. You're, you're you're an excellent craftsman, and you're and I think you said to me the other day, I want I just want to shape, man. That's, yeah. that's that's what you want to do, and you yeah. know that's what you're best at. But you know that a brand, in order for it to develop, it to develop in the digital economy, it needs some social media management. You know, people want to see you shaping. They want to see you chatting with high-end surfers yeah. and them receiving their boards and the content, content, content. Like people want that. It's it's almost the fuel of um, of everything these days yeah, in terms it, of commerce. Yeah, so, that's true. But I, I I can't do this type of marketing well mm. I, I simply can't because I'm not a marketeer I'm not a photographer I'm not dude I'm, I'm simply a, a shaper or a craftsman mm. as you like and I suck at <laughs> social media well you don't like doing it yeah, you're never going to be great I at something you don't like yeah I don't like that's why I'm bad at it yeah, yeah. I don't like and I, I, I simply don't have the time to do it you know because I'm working so much I want to surf I want to work so I don't have the time to be at the computer uh, Re-editing a photo yeah, and man. posting, but I know brands that do this a lot. You know, yeah. they're spending so much time on on the social media, mm -hmm. more than supposedly shaping. Mm -hmm. All right, or surfing. Mm -hmm. I would say more surfing. Yeah, uh, we we discussed briefly the other day as well. I was saying that. There, there's resources I think which are particularly important for someone like you who is essentially a sole operator. Yeah. Um, and I've spoken to other people on this on this podcast. Uh, Sylvie, who is like a, she's basically done the most. Uh, she's done the most Muay Thai fights in Thailand for a for a non Thai really? in the world. So Whoa. she's she's this chick's an animal, right? She's only this this tall. And he kicks your ass off. <laughs> she would, she would destroy me. Like she would actually. I've seen her fight live, and she scares yeah. me. Uh, but lovely person. Yeah. But she did things like she crowdfunded her website. Yeah. So she couldn't afford to to build one. So she explained her story and her vision, and people just paid for it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, in the same way, I know you're getting to the point where you need to develop a website. Yeah. Um, there's there's pre-built toolkits which maybe won't give you quite the same level of a polished, amazing website. But we'll get you 95% of the way there. So yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about that probably after this and I'll send you some information. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, um, I think I said Elance, but I think it's... Yeah, it was Elance. It's been replaced by Upwork. All right. Upwork. And I've personally jumped online and paid uh, some young dude in uh, like Latvia or Ukraine <laughs> to jump online and fix all of my website stuff for really? a crazy good fee uh, and do it and be thankful for the business because them getting direct client work uh, internationally can be problematic. So yeah, um, yeah I'll just double check this thing. All right. <laughs> Still recording? Yeah, they can't, it switches off sometimes. Yeah. I've always got the audio. It's on hold. Um, yeah, so I think those sort of tools are super important for a sole operator. And um, I think if you, and the other thing is for your social media, um, there will be people in Portugal at university and at high schools who have this vision to be a social media manager and yeah. producing and things yeah, like yeah. that. 
and to have experience firsthand with a surfboard brand like that is it's such a cool thing that a kid wouldn't even think they'd ever be able to do yeah but i think i think uh, these kids have, have to be the passion of surfing you know and that's have to understand the industry yeah they have mm. to understand it they have to surf because mm. it's a, a different industry you know mm. it's a different from the other industries mm. you have to understand it right so and the other thing you have you don't have that um, much people that like surfing and are in marketing, you know? And those who are, are already working. Yeah, it tends to be the case. But I think if you can get a young person who is who knows what they're doing for content production yeah. and for social media management, the, you'll be able to almost instill the passion for some of these people. Yeah, maybe. To an extent, they may never be as passionate about surfing as you are. Yeah. But what they will be able to do is produce your content at a much greater rate and higher level of, yeah. of finishing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but I totally agree. You know, if you can get someone like that who's actually interested in surfing too, I mean, that's the... You have to hold up. Yeah, you're laughing if you can find yeah. that person. Yeah. Um, cool, so I'll just jump into what is kind of the the final section yeah all right so this is kind of like the the doing epic stuff post interview questionnaire i call right. it post fight interview right. um in what ways do you think you've personally developed from from this journey of, of surfboard crafting do you how has it challenged you how, how do you think you've grown from when you started at the, had this idea at 16 to where you are now um it's a big question yeah, I don't know how to answer that. Mm. Dude, I, I, I think the, um, this journey changed me so much, you know, because <laughs> I have to fight against so many things, you know. Um, at start, my family didn't like the, my option, you know, so I have to be stubborn and show to my family that that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, mm. right? My parents wanted me to be at college, be a doctor, be a whatever, you know? Yeah, as most parents so, do. Yeah, it's natural, it's a natural thing. So Absolutely. I have to fight this, this problem. It wasn't a problem, it was a, a choice that I, that I took, you know? But I have to show, show other people my passion and show them that I, I, I was ready to take that path, all right? So when my family saw that, all right, things went okay, all right? So, yeah, I have to fight this thing. Mm. Another one was money. You know, I, I would, back then I was like an irresponsible dude. <laughs> yeah, really, I was, I was not caring about money. I was... I, you, you can't at that age. <laughs> I mean, why, how can you care about money? Because I don't, I don't like money, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's understandable. Like, you just, you want to just go out and have fun. Yeah. Do, do some cool shit. Yeah, have a good time. And I turned out to be more responsible, you know? I had to mm -hmm. be because I'm managing my own money now. Mm -hmm. All right? So you're probably I, more responsible than you even give yourself credit for because being able to manage a self-sufficient yeah, undertaking mm -hmm. like man, compared to being on a salary, it's like yeah, it's they're yeah. so far apart. The salary comes at the end of the like, month oh, every I've month. Got, I've right? paid tax it's like things like this. I, my tax is paid. My superannuation is paid. Here's what I've got left. What shall I do this week? That's all you have to and think about. And you spend the rest. You spend the all rest. Right. Like sweet. Yeah. But for me, it's not like that. Because mm -hmm. one month you can have a lot of tr a lot of work, 
and the next month you can you you simply don't have yes it's right? the challenge and you have to balance things mm. right for me it was a super challenge mm. you know really would would you say that's the the greatest challenge has been the the cash flow the money uh, the most difficult aspect of small business no i don't think so i don't think so the the difficult part of being a shaper is to set a part of what's going on now you know as a brand as a, a, a craftsman you know i want it's like almost a cliche but i want to be different you know but different to myself i don't my conscience says me all of the time if that guy is doing that don't do that <laughs> all right mm -hmm. so i'm always thinking about he's doing that i'm not doing that all right so it's it's a challenge to shut your eyes and shut your ears and follow your, what you want to do you know to be truly original yeah like what what artist and i consider this art it's the yeah. same to me it's as much as producing good music is art yeah i think to try and find that originality shape after shape for after me, shape for me it's the the biggest challenge mm. ever it's not the money because the money comes and goes, you know. Yes, this is true. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter if you get a lot. You yeah, spend it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's true, you know. Yeah. So money for me, it's not an issue for me, and I am like, a, how do you say? I want to be perfect, but I can't, and I know that. But I'm always trying, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes I, I get frustrated about that because you can't be perfect, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right? So, but I'm always chasing that. I'm always chasing creativity. Sometimes you can't chase creativity. The creativity mm. comes to you. Yes. All right. Yes. This is the. And I guess you worked as, as most people in in a lot of ways. In most ways, you're working to a deadline. So I guess you need to, as part of that start of that process, when you're say talking to me about a custom shape, your creativity has to happen at the start almost and yeah. all the way through. Yeah. And so that's that's a challenge. For me, that's the biggest challenge. You know. Being creative, I think for me, it's the biggest challenge. Being really creative, not social media creative, all right? <laughs> very different. Two, it's, it's different. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. I think they're almost, it's the, it's the real world versus the projected world. Yeah. Uh, there's a big difference. Yeah. Um, what would you change about the journey so far? Is there anything you think, man, I wish I should have started earlier or like... What do you think? Have you uh, just been like, know, oh, I just find my own... Yeah, I think things happen when, when they have to happen, you know? Mm. And it's crazy that you came to Indonesia. Yeah. And I came to Indonesia at the same time. And you're yeah. like, hey man, let's catch up. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? It's funny, you know? Mm. It's just funny. But yeah, I think I wouldn't change nothing. But maybe if I would, I would get more money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay for me. It's perfect. All right. <laughs> yeah. And is there anything else you want to talk about to do with nothing surfboards or to promote? Maybe to state your your Facebook URL, or I can uh, add that after the fact. Yeah, you can stuff. add that at, uh, in the final. But um, yeah, you, you will do custom shapes for international yeah, shipping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, the customer only has to pay the the shipping mm -hmm. and the the price. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what I think, what I try to do with nothing, it's 
it's that it's to educate people about the technical aspects of the surfboard mm -hmm. right um, and when you come to me to make a surfboard I like to spend a lot of time with you explaining what that does what this does mm. all right and I like that you understand things these mm -hmm. things that I that I'm explaining to you mm -hmm. all right when I'm with my my team riders I spend a lot of time with them with, with in the in the, the shipping room all right mm. explaining things because if you're trying to do a better surfboard and you're not trying you're not trying yourself the surfboard you have to have educated people to feel uh, the surfboard for you to give you this this right? feedback like a formula one car exactly like they're continually testing testing exactly testing. Uh, but the mechanics are not driving the car mm, so mm. they have to receive the feedback from the pilots you know it's the same thing but surfboards are more subjective because in the formula one the the roads are all the same <laughs> that's are true right completely completely how do you say they're flat flat yeah they're level yeah all right a wave is not like that this is very all true right? there's so many factors and and style is not like that like exactly. surfing is its own form of creativity exactly and you don't just go out to perfect surfing yeah, we're you not find doing your this. style and yeah. you explore it. When you have a, a certain type of um, surfer, you have to follow the surfer. The surfer does not have to follow you. You have to follow the surfer. Mm -hmm. All right. So when I'm shaping a board for you, I want to know how you step your surfboard. If you're doing the your most of your force on your front foot or on your back foot, or if you're like taller or whatever. All right. If you like more of a gliding feeling or a more progressing feeling, you know, mm. it's all subjective, you know, the wave is sub subjective, you are subjective, so I have to know all of these things to do a, a good surfboard for you, mm. alright? I love it, I, I think the, the difference between buying something off the shelf yeah, exactly. and getting this, having this dialogue with, a, with a, a surfboard craftsman is like, it's night and day. For me. Yeah. And the product you get will be night and day for what, what you would buy. And I think fi financially, at this point in Jose's uh, career of shaping, if you were to buy a board from him now, I'd be surprised if you could get a better value for a better outcome probably in the world at the moment. <laughs> so it's a good time to get onto nothing surfboards yeah, for sure. uh, before they blow up and then he doesn't talk to me anymore because he's too yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you very much for coming thank on you, today. I appreciate it, brother. That was thank very you, good. Man. That's a wrap. We're off. <laughs>